Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castanari-King. And today I have the great pleasure to interview Vernice Jackson of uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And she is the founder of the Seacoast African American Cultural Center here in Portsmouth. Welcome, Vernice. Thank you. Yeah, I um, am really excited today to talk about the uh, Guinea to Great Bay mask collection, which is here at the at the Discover Portsmouth Center in the back here the, a little bit. I always like to find out about our um, different interviewees that I, that I have on the show, how you became a New Englander. I came with my husband, uh, who was at that time, 1963. Mm-hmm. He was in the Air Force and the Air Force sent him here. Okay. And that's how I got here. Yeah, so you've been here a long time. A long time. Wow, you've seen yes. the city change. Yes. Lots of changes. Lots of change, yeah. but for the better. Right. Yes, I think. I think. Yeah. Yes. I think so. So um, you founded the, we're going to call it for short, the SAACC. Mm-hmm. So it is the Seacoast African American Cultural Center, but the SAACC um, you founded that in 2000, so it's been yes, around a long time. 2000. Yeah. But there was another group uh, that SAC, as, that's what we call it. Oh, okay. SAC, <laughs> S-A-A-C-C. Okay, that's even easier. Cultural Center, <laughs> right. Um, there was another group that I considered the forerunner. Okay of this organization, yeah, and I was actually the founder of that one oh, okay. with another person who was uh, a guidance counselor at the Portsmouth High School, oh, okay. uh, and that group was named Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. and Kwanzaa is a Swahili word which means first fruit. And that organization of um, African-American women was the first in New Hampshire. And we had, uh, we were chartered Mm -hmm. uh, and almost kind of as as a result of that group, the Seacoast African American Cultural Center became became okay because uh, it has some of the same ideals and mm-hmm. so forth. So, yeah. So, what is the mission of the group? What is it you set out to do? Well, mission is to celebrate uh, 
the lives and achievements mm -hmm. of African Americans. Mm -hmm. uh, spe specifically, however, in the Seacoast yeah. area, nice. uh, we felt that that had not been done, right. and uh, and to share and to share generally okay. the the culture of African Americans, right. and that's. That's, that's our goal. Very nice. So um, you have a lovely location here. I know you weren't always here. You were down at a different building, but this this has worked out well. We've been uh, here for how many years? Uh, nine. Nine. Nine years. Okay. We were very fortunate because um, when we first organized in um, 2000, 2000, yes. Mm -hmm. um, the city was very, very helpful uh, to the group. Mm -hmm. We first met in a room at City Hall. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, almost before we actually formally organized. Okay. And after that, about well, People began to uh, join in with us, mm -hmm. and then we said to the city man, no, the mayor. Mm -hmm. We said to the mayor, <laughs> and I, I actually, um, <laughs> I have to laugh at this one because <laughs> I went to the mayor to the mayor to ask for a larger space mm -hmm. and I um, was very emphatic with him <laughs> because I had had him in fourth grade. <laughs> oh, now the plot thickens. <laughs> I, I taught him in fourth grade oh, that's lovely. and um, he was very talkative in fourth grade and uh, we laugh about this all the time mm -hmm. because I said to him one day you're going to be a politician <laughs> you talk a lot and he became mayor <laughs> that's pretty good he did this is the truth oh, <laughs> he became mayor and he was he was very helpful yeah. to uh to the uh, cultural center. So that's that's a great story. Back then, what kind of services was the center uh, providing? Because there was actually no space to have. No. No. Yeah, we had programs, cultural programming. Okay, nice. Uh, and we very quickly joined in with other groups. Okay, that we thought. Um, for instance, um, the University of New Hampshire, yeah. the Portsmouth School System, mm -hmm. and at that time, another college that was over in the Dover area, McIntosh College. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and other groups, and we collaborated with them. Korea mm -hmm. Museum. Oh, in really? Manchester, right. because at that time I was on the board, so mm -hmm. uh, we um, collaborated with them and many other organizations. 
Mm-hmm. So that nice. helped helped us with promoting our mission. Okay. And then, um, so you did get your first space was the Connie Bean Center. Is that we had? Yes, yes. First, we were in a small room at City Hall, right. and um, when we started. Um, cutting paper and doing all kinds of, wanting to put up exhibits in there. And they said, well, maybe you need another space. Maybe you need a larger space. So so we went uh, to the uh, Connie Bean Center. And what we discovered when we got there was that that space was actually a storage space Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of things in there that we had to clean out (laughs) (laughs) but um it became uh it became our our space until Mm -hmm. they sold the building okay and i remember the very first program that we had there and we called it our opening program, Mm. Um, we found a person in uh, Massachusetts near here um, who was an expert on quilts. Mm. And she presented people today 20, more than 20 years later, brought a lot of quilts downtown at mm-hmm. the Carnegie Bean Center mm-hmm. for the opening program. Mm-hmm. And the opening program was called Quilts, the Underground Railroad Connection. And she was uh, an expert on this. Yeah. And she taught us about that connection, which I did not know about. So about how um, quilts, the designs on quilts Mm -hmm. helped slaves move from places to uh, freedom, from places of... It was kind of like a code, right? Hmm? Was it coded? Yes, they were encoded. Yes, they were encoded. And they um, wow. and they would sew patches yeah. on the quilts with the codes, and then they would put them out on the um, uh, fence or oh. on clotheslines. Nice. And when um, slaves came through, yeah. they would uh, notice the quilts and read the. Uh, uh, look at the signs, mm-hmm. the codes, mm-hmm. and it would sometimes actually lead them to freedom. Wow. So I had no, I had had no experience or idea. Wow. I was just absolutely floored and thrilled yeah. to do this. So, um, and in this area, there had not been a lot of um, programming or teaching Mm -hmm. or whatever uh, about uh, people of color. Mm -hmm. So I was very pleased 
very pleased to to be a part of this mm -hmm. and learning myself mm -hmm. right along. Yeah. Um, I the the day that we opened, this was our opening program, mm -hmm. and the Connie Bean had a um, recreation of Sunday, like a gym. Yeah. And. Uh, that day, the opening day of the Cultural Center, we had quilts lined up wow. in there. And people, local people, brought their own quilts and oh. family heirlooms wow. and quilts. And, um, uh, and they, they wondered themselves whether there, yeah. uh, whether there were codes in their own yeah. in their own quilts that day the opening day of that program 400 people showed up mm -hmm. and some with tears in their eyes it was so yeah. emotional um, mm -hmm. I, I will never forget it wow. I will absolutely never forget that um, but and People, people who had friends and family in other places mm -hmm. invited them to come, and it and to this day, um, some well, some people will say to me, "Oh, Vernice, you remember that quilt?" Yeah. And then we had quilt programs after that, but it was they were good, but it. It was nothing like about the, the the feeling yeah. that people had right. for for that particular program. So, so you but, were there um, for eleven years mm -hmm. or so, ten or eleven, mm -hmm. and then you came here, here. to the center yes. and um, been here nine. Mm -hmm. Been here about nine years. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. So. Yes. You um you have aside from the amazing programs, this space has I don't know about the Connie Bean Center, but this space has beautiful um, exhibits. Were you able to exhibit at the Connie Bean Center? Yes, as well? we oh did. you did. Okay, but it was only we only had one room there. Okay, one, it was a much smaller. Much smaller. Place, okay, I see. And um, uh, we shared the floor with the. New England Ballet Company. Okay. Uh, they had one end of the floor and we had oh. the other end, <laughs> uh, which was really good. Yeah. The, uh, we, when we, when we had the um, group Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. and we always talked about um, having a building that's what we really wanted yeah and we still do yeah we still sure. we still uh because um when i first moved to new hampshire i um there were quite a few more um people of color here mm -hmm. than there are now yeah and that was because uh there was a an air base here, right, and a, and an active navy yeah. uh, base. But then, but the, but then, as the air base started to close and the navy 
doesn't have, I don't think they have active duty people now. I don't think, I'm not sure about that, Mm -hmm. but I know they still work on ships over there. Yeah. Even, Even though there were more people of color then, they weren't doing things like we're doing yeah. now because they weren't um, permanent people here. Oh, gotcha. They they were people who came mm-hmm. and stayed for a while and then they were sure. gone. Yeah. So yeah. the the association now has um, a nice membership. Is that how you run it? Is it member based? Yes. And that's how yes. it's supported. Yes, we okay. do. We have a strong board mm-hmm. uh, that um, that runs the mm-hmm. center and and the community yeah so and you were president for many years mm-hmm. yeah what uh, how did this mask this beautiful mask collection is so diverse uh, how yes. did it come about well uh, a few years ago um, dr. Richard Candy mm-hmm. who is a member of the Portsmouth Historical Society came to me one day and said, Ernest, um, I have some, uh, some very close friends that live in Shelburne, New Hampshire. Have you ever been there? And I go, Mm-mm. <laughs> no, never heard of it. I, had, I had not heard of it. Yeah, no, because I thought Shelburne was in Vermont, right, and not New Hampshire. But it is a small place. I said, would you like to go up and see it? Yeah. And so I, okay, all right. And I'm always <laughs> eager to go and try something sure. new or whatever. And at that time, my husband was still alive. So I said, um, and he, I told him about it, and he goes, where? Yeah, where are you dragging me? <laughs> but uh, I, one Wednesday, um, we got in, in Richard's car, and he drove us all through the mountains, wow. through the mountains, <laughs> up to this place and it was a house sitting on 3,000 acres Wow! and they're both deceased now but when they uh, passed away they deeded their uh, land uh, to the new I don't know New Hampshire Conservation, oh, New Hampshire wow. conservation. So now the land is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold their house to people, mm-hmm. but they sold their land yeah. to the state. Okay. Well, not sold. They gave it, okay. uh, bequeathed it wow. to state of New Hampshire Conservation mm-hmm. Society. So anyway. I went up there. My husband and I went with Richard uh, to see this collection. Well, I'm, I will tell you that I was just floored. Mm. I couldn't believe 
the whole house, every room had uh, all of this artwork in it. And then they had uh, built three extra rooms onto their house <laughs> just to house the collection. Wow. Just the masks? Different things. Oh, so it was other everything, artifacts? Everything that you see. Okay, I see. But it was mostly masks. And were these, these were all from their personal travels? Their own right? personal travels yeah. that they went. And um, I think he did some teaching there. Okay. And while he was doing that, mm -hmm. um, uh, people, uh, native people of the land, um, would uh, give them oh, pieces, mm -hmm. and um, and they would use some of the pieces in ceremonial activities. Right. Like for instance, that piece mm -hmm. he told told me a story about, because I said to him... That's a robe that someone would yes, wear. Yes. Yeah. I said, nobody could wear that <laughs> because it is all beads and it is extremely heavy. heavy. Wow. And it took two men to put it up there. Wow. It's a work of art. It is that beautiful. Is just, but he said, uh, that I want you to know that I know this was worn. Hmm. In some, he did say something about the ceremony, but mm -hmm. now I can't. Mm -hmm. The the couple, they they were so outgoing and uh, friendly and generous, mm -hmm. and I said, well, which pieces could we possibly have? Mm -hmm. And he said, anything you want. Wow! And I'm going. I was like, I could not believe that because I knew, I knew not only the um, the financial value, yeah. but I also knew uh, the creative or the whatever else. And at that time, because that that was when we were still. Down okay, and on um, Daniel Street. Okay, just the mere thought of getting anything because at that point mm. we had nothing. We had, we had um, maybe some little pieces that kids had made. Uh -huh. Did yeah. didn't have to be masks. Could have been something else that they had sure. thought about. Uh, we had a lot of poetry that was. Uh, on the wall because we um, were very close to an English professor at the University of New Hampshire mm -hmm. who frequently brought his uh, students mm -hmm. there and they would write. And when I saw this collection, yeah. I thought, no, we'll never get that. Yeah. And for nothing, I mean, wow. not a penny did wow. we have. It was a total gift. And so I said, um, I was telling people about it, and when some people saw it, and I said, well, um, 
no one asks for a penny or, or a dime or um, nothing from us, but people would say to me, and I felt better, they would say, well, they saw a need, mm-hmm. number one. I think that they felt the group right. uh, would value it and take care of it right. and do the right thing with it. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping that we've done that. I think so. It's just I'm a beautiful display. So how many masks do you have in the collection? About 280. Well, they're not all masks. Okay, you know. right. Other artifacts. Yes, other pieces. Right. Uh, uh, so do, do you rotate to, them? Well. I mean, well, they're not all on display at one time. Right, they're not. Okay. But this is the first. This is the first. Yeah. Um, since we received this collection, mm-hmm. we have now received another collection that is almost comparable to this one. Really? Of masks? Hmm? Of artifacts? African? Mm-hmm. And after we show the other part of this one, okay. then we will show. And how many months one. will they? Will this be up? This one? Uh, we're closing for the winter, okay. December 15th. Okay. And in uh, April 1st, mm-hmm. Uh, we open, and generally for the past eight, not uh, eight, four maybe years, or maybe five, we've opened with an exhibit the uh, by the um, Portsmouth Middle School. Oh, nice. And they are going to do it again okay. this year, but they, <laughs> they've been delegated to the base <laughs> oh, which is lovely by the way it's this is a nice little uh, tri-level yes, space yeah so oh, but wonderful. they uh have been very uh very um involved mm-hmm. with uh the other kinds of exhibits that we've had mm-hmm. and uh and but they do their own artwork and they uh nice. um it, exhibited here. Okay. So last year, uh, last April, um, the Portsmouth Middle School joined with Berwick Academy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Berwick Academy and Portsmouth Middle School oh. did the exhibit here. And this was before they saw this before we moved before. before so did they up. take up this whole space that the masks are in now? Yes. Okay, so yes. they'll do that the again. Whole, in the April. whole building. I see. The whole, the whole three um, I floors. See. And how long will that be up for? Well, that um, that was up from April 1st yeah. until June 30th when oh. we opened this. I see. I see. Now, um, this time... Uh, I heard the president say that uh, this will come down when we close Mm -hmm. and when we open April 1st, there will be other pieces from the collection. Oh, nice. So this, um, this couple, did I, did we say their name? Betty and Benjamin Werner. 
Okay, so Betty and Benjamin were not. Betty and Benjamin, when they traveled, what, were all of these masks and artifacts collected in just Africa, or had they traveled to South America? They South had, America as well. They had a um, huge collection mm -hmm. of South American art okay. and artifacts that we did not get. Yeah. <laughs> because, only because we didn't ask. Oh. That's the bad part. Oh, really? Because they yeah. kind of, their daughter yeah. told me that they just, just uh, kind of portioned it out oh, okay. to schools, yeah. gave it to mm -hmm. um, colleges mm -hmm. and uh, high schools. Yeah. When while we were still on Daniel Street at the Carney Bean Center, mm -hmm. Betty and Benjamin Werner came to visit oh, the center, right. and uh, they bought brought a few pieces with them wow. and did a program, mm -hmm. and they went back home after that trip here about two to three months later. Uh, he died. So in 2017, I was um, away for the winter and I got an email mm. and it was from one of the daughters. Mm. Well, I had not met their um, daughters, okay. one of whom is an anthropologist oh, wow. and lives in the UK <laughs> and the other one uh, teaches writing at some college in upstate New York. Now I've met both of them. Oh, nice. Wonderful, wonderful, outgoing people, just like their mother and father. Mm -hmm. But um, one that lives in the UK said, you know, um, our parents said that they came to New Hampshire, to Portsmouth, and they, and they met you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that um, they uh, that they really wanted to give some parts of the um, mm -hmm. the collection right. to to the center, and maybe some part to the uh, to some other uh, organizations. And the other daughter said. No, I think they wanted to give all of it to oh, them. Wow. Well, I tell you, when I read that, mm -hmm. I read, they sent me an email and told me that. I was absolutely, uh, it was such an emotional thing for me um, to get a gift of this magnitude right. and not magnitude in terms of size, but magnitude in terms of culture. Yeah. That it just really blew my mind. Right. I could I couldn't. <laughs> I so was, that's all you did. You stood up. You didn't jump up and dance. <laughs> I, did, I, did. I bet I you did. did. But I wasn't and I and I thought yeah. Uh, because I wasn't here right. when I got the email. Okay. I was in yeah. South Carolina, I but I got online and I started emailing <laughs> people and I said, can you see me? 
jumping it up and yes, down. About of course. <laughs> it wow. was just so wonderful. So and and the Werners uh, are such a a giving and outgoing family mm. uh, that I found out about them in in uh, meeting them because when I came back from down south last year, mm-hmm. uh, Kelvin Edwards, who at that time was the president of the board, mm-hmm. and I went up to Shelburne because uh, the daughter who lives in the UK came to the States to meet us. And it wow. was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. She was just just as outgoing and and just joyful yeah. as as her parents. Right. And then when I met the other daughter, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. I'm going, mm. oh my goodness. Did the daughters ever do um, go on any of the travels? When they were young yeah. children, they did. Yeah, so they probably yes. remember. He took both his wife and yeah. and and the children. They yes. probably remember some of the stories yes. around. Yes, these because they, when they gave us the uh, collection, they kept out one piece. Yeah, and they said that that was their favorite piece, right. and and that they couldn't uh, see themselves. Uh, parting with this piece, right. but um, Marta, the older one, came here the opening night. I would say maybe about a week and a half later, mm-hmm. we received a box from her. Oh. This long box, <laughs> and uh, they called someone. I think the volunteer on duty called me because they knew that I was the one that had gone up there. And they said, you have to come over and see this um, because we don't know what it's all about or what. So she sent me an email, Marta did. And she said she uh, talked with her sister, Rebecca, and that piece that they were going to keep she said when she came here that night um, exhibit was opened mm-hmm. she said I found out then that that piece could not stay where it was mm-hmm. that it had to be with its own family oh. and she said and it's that piece right there behind me Wow, that's it's beautiful. an antelope. Beautiful. Yes, that's and she gorgeous. said that it had to be with its that it had been with this Bicola, so yeah. long right. that it had to be with um, mm. its own family. That's special. So yeah, I was. So how did the name of the exhibit come about? It's Guinea to Great Bay. How did that come about? Because. A lot of the pieces in the exhibit came from that area, West Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Guinea, a lot of pieces 
they said came from Guinea okay. and uh, the and some other uh, countries that I'm not familiar with yeah. in West Africa. Sure. Um, and at that time, we were working on opening uh, the Portsmouth African Burying Ground. Yeah. And uh, a lot of um, a lot of people in that cemetery mm -hmm. came from that area oh, also. I see. I see. So they wanted to um, they wanted to, if possible, make some kind of connection. Right. Uh, and so that these pieces that came um, from that area. And the people mm -hmm. that came as slaves, really, to, mm -hmm. and then Guinea, um, the country, to Great Bay, which is yeah. the, the is our area, yeah. the total area. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing about this collection, which just absolutely startled me when I first saw it at their home. Mm -hmm was that um, Dr. Werner had index cards that he had written a description of every piece mm. that they had, right. where it came from, oh, nice. the uh, historical data about it, um, what it was used for, how uh, the age, how old, mm -hmm. and we had never ever had anything like that. People had given us um, items along because we have uh, masks, right. we have ceremonial dress, yeah. uh, some things we have um, information mm -hmm. about it. Sure. But never like this. Every piece had a description mm -hmm. and um, what it was used for, mm -hmm. who, what area it came from. Yeah. It was it was just amazing yeah. when I saw that. Oh my yeah. goodness. And he so they're just, up here, right? Hmm? They're up on the walls and uh, next to all the artifacts, those yes, descriptions. But those weren't his. He had this. Oh, we, I, right. We took information from, from his, his cards sure. and put it uh -huh. on those smaller cards. But he had cards like oh, this. Oh, wow. With all the. Were they handwritten? Yes. It's even more special. How about written. That? Yes. Wow. And when I saw that, I, I just I was just absolutely mm. floored because we had gotten pieces um, in the past or certain things, yeah. uh, certain items that we did not know anything about it. Right. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. So this was like a gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just so wonderful. So, yeah, so you say you're not really willing to stop at this space. You'd like a bigger space. I could see that, yeah. that you could really fill we could. a large 
we have not only um, the new storage space, sure. but we have still another storage space that uh, those things were in Kittery. Yeah. We um, yeah. still have all of that too. Um, for instance, we have a mask down here on mm -hmm. this table mm -hmm. that that is not from this collection. Okay. It is from um, the Manful collection. Mm -hmm. um, we have a board member who is the press, uh, vice president of the board. Um, his father was ambassador to Liberia. Okay. And uh, we have a collection of ceremonial robes wow. and masks yeah. and other kinds of things from Ambassador Manville. Uh, because actually, um, I met him because when I was teaching second grade in Portsmouth, um, I had the Manful's daughter. <laughs> and I, um, and that's how I became connected with them. Yeah. And that's how he, um, Tony, who's the um, vice president, came in contact with all the other people on the board and mm -hmm. and they and they are now still um, 18 years later they're still um, involved very much so because Tony's wife is the head of the book group we have a book group here <laughs> oh you do okay oh yes oh lovely oh, so yeah. all the matter the of fact is going to meet tonight is it oh funny <laughs> so you can access the programs through s a a c c dash nh.org mm -hmm. and that's the website so so in April you'll open up with the um, the, the joint show of the students uh, yes from Portsmouth and it will be smaller this year because it will only yeah. be oh I see so there. they will just be down mm -hmm. there okay but it's still going to be Brewster Academy Berwick Academy, Berwick Academy uh -huh. and, and Portsmouth, Portsmouth Middle School Middle School <laughs> okay, yes. and um, and then of course we will have a another a new collection. Set. Okay, so next year you have a lot a lot of new displays going on. Yes, and could you tell us a little bit about your involvement in the creation of the burial ground? Oh, the burial ground. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's probably a whole other long story, but just tell us. It a, is a, long a little story, bit about. I think most people are pretty familiar. It, and it surprises me. Mm -hmm that I was, well, what happened is it was um, at the site is a cemetery mm -hmm. and it's been a cemetery since the 1700s. Yeah. But it was uh, paved over. Yeah. Uh, How did and that ever happened and built over it's just unbelievable <laughs> and uh, oh. for all those years yeah but accidentally um, in 2003 mm -hmm. um, some water main workers were working over there on a water main and they burst a pipe 
and the water came out and exposed um, remains mm -hmm. of people. Wow. And um, we found out, I found out, because I, I did not know that then, but there were people in the area who did know that there was a map mm. in the historical somewhere downtown. Mm -hmm. um, there was a map that deemed that area the Negro burying ground. Wow. And it is very, very big. I, I didn't think even when we started the project, yeah. I didn't think it was as big as it is mm -hmm. because it is estimated that about uh, two to 250 people wow. are interred there. Wow. So uh, citizens in the area became upset about the fact that it was there and that it had been paved over sure. and forgotten. Sure. And so the mayor then, who was uh, Mayor Evelyn Sorrell, mm -hmm. oh, some people went to her and said, we think that something should be done about that, that area. We think that maybe some signs or something mm -hmm. should be uh, put there to uh, for people to recognize the fact that there that that uh, gravesite does mm -hmm. exist. Yeah. So Mayor Sorrell said, "Well, well, I think what I'll do is get gather a few people together and um, see just." what we can do. Uh, she said to honor those, she was the one that said that, mm -hmm. to honor those interred there. Yeah. Well, she um, decided to form a committee of residents and she happened to <laughs> come to you. <laughs> she happened to um, because at that time, I had just worked with her on forming this. Okay. She said, would you be on that committee? And I said, oh, okay. Mm. I did not know what I was getting myself into mm. <laughs> at that point. That was a big project. Oh, it was big. Yeah. It was. But it is so big. beautiful. It is. And so especially at night, I think oh, it's just yes. lovely. So... On the committee, there were local citizens, mm -hmm. but there were representatives from um, the city government. Mm -hmm. Like she was on the committee, and then uh, there was a representative from the city council, mm -hmm. and the mayor was on. We started meeting and trying to uh, figure out what we would do, mm -hmm. and. Um, during that time, Mayor Sorrell passed away. Mm -hmm. And Tommy, my little fourth grader, <laughs> became mayor. Yeah. Uh, 
But anyway, before she passed away, however, um, uh, they had a city election for, you know, for city council people. Mm -hmm. And the city council uh, representative that was on the committee mm -hmm. didn't win back his seat. Okay. And Mayor Sorrell did, decided uh, that she would um, um, appoint me as chair of the committee. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my husband said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it just can't be happening. But anyway, uh, what a joy. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, and when people in the community started to talk about it mm -hmm. and started to relate to it, uh, it was something like I just never experienced before. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a young person. I've been around and I had never ever seen um, a community come together yeah. in the way that this community did uh, to honor mm -hmm. those people who were, who are in, interred there. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been involved in city things, but yeah. nothing like this. So the, the city, I mean, the committee decided that they wanted to do something um, to honor mm -hmm. uh, and to respect the people who were, who were there. Mm -hmm. um, they said, well, we, we want to maybe uh, build a, uh, a memorial site there. And then they said, the one thing we want to do is stop people from driving over it. Yeah. Uh, and they thought that was very disrespectful. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just moved from there. Yeah. And the it's it was just kind of strange how this all happened because I grew up, um, my home uh, is uh, Savannah, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I grew up there. Mm -hmm. And they just, the committee decided that they wanted to hire um, an, a, an architect and a design person to put a, to build a memorial site there. Mm. So they sent out these RFQs, I think they're called. Mm -hmm. And we only sent out a few, but pretty soon we were getting answers from people all over the country. Wow. I think that we thought maybe we might get 10. Mm -hmm. I think we got about, well, it was close to 100. Mm -hmm. uh, 75 that started. Um, and anyway, the. <laughs> The person that the committee chose, uh, the architect and uh, um, artist, was from Savannah. Oh, wow. 
come back. And I thought that was kind of yeah, it was kind of special um, connections. Yeah, and so he came back and forth while it, while the um, mm. uh, talks were going on at the discussions about what we wanted to do. Yeah. He was so very helpful because like people like me <laughs> did not know, yeah. you know, what a design of a, a cemetery, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. um, but they didn't want it to look like a cemetery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, he came up with the with the design, and I think I've said over and over and over again that I I just absolutely never worked with a group of people mm -hmm. who um, were so dedicated to this project. Yeah. I mean, it was like people. I'd been on committees before, and people were saying, oh, all right, I'll do that. Yeah. But this was a different right. ball game. Yeah. Very different. Resonated strongly um, with them. People gave their time, sure. their money, their resources. Mm. Yeah. So it was just completed in 2016? 15. Oh, 15, okay. Mm -hmm. 2015 it opened. Yeah. Um, and now always remember the the year because my husband worked on it too, mm. and he did not see. He passed away about three months before before, wow. before it opened. And so, so it's been written up in all of the big, yeah. the biggest papers in the country, yeah. the New York Times, the sure. Washington. Post, uh, the Richmond Times had a story on it once, and they, um, whoever the uh, the um, um, person was, the reporter that wrote the story, mm -hmm. was chastising uh, the city in the, mm -hmm, saying, "Why can't we have the same situation here? Why can't you?" do what they did in Portsmouth, oh, New Hampshire. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it was kind of funny. It was, it's, it's amazing because people from all over the world mm. have been in here. Yeah, to see it. Unbelievable. Right. And they, they come in and they, they really, really in, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They sometimes they write letters back saying, "Wow, mm -hmm. that's nice." Yeah, so it's it's been a joy to be a part of it. Right. Certainly want to thank you for the entire community for all that you've done. Well, mm -hmm. I get a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. a sense of um, that. I've done something, you know. Yeah. When I came here in 1963, I didn't think that there was a lot going on in Portsmouth. Yeah. 
it has really yeah. revved up. It's it changed, is. and it has it it has absolutely, in my view, uh, become the place to be in northern New England. I agree. I, I do. Yes, it's just a lovely yeah. area. I am just happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy to have had you on the show. Thank you so much. And um, well, I appreciate everybody it. needs to come down here and meet you and see these masks, but don't come back till April. You all have to come down at least uh, once in the spring and meet Miss Furness. And, and um, you can greet them and give them the little tour mm-hmm. like I got. That was really great. Thank you so much for being on today. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it, really. We'll talk again. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.